Welcome back to Locker Room, ladies. It's season four. We are witnessing history unfold before us. This is going to be a wild sports year. My name's Maddie. My name's Charlotte Payne. This is Locker Room, ladies. Go Canes. Welcome back to Locker Room, ladies. Thank you so much for joining us on this lovely Locker Room, ladies, Thursday. It's a special one because it's February 29th and that doesn't happen every year, Maddie. It is an extra day, so we're happy that you're spending it here with the Locker Room Ladies podcast. I'm Charlotte Payne. I'm Maddie. Happy Leap Day. I love Leap Day. I think it's so much fun and I love that it it falls in February every year because or every four years because February's best month as we've said all month exactly. long. Exactly. I always think about the lock, uh, the locker room ladies. I, I do that too, but I always think about the leap year babies. My aunt, she was a, God rest her soul, was a leap year baby. And really? Yes. And she celebrated on the 28th always. So I think like you kind of pick if you're 28th or a March 1st. I would pick February 28th, obviously. Yeah. I feel like it would be tough to celebrate it in a different month. I agree. I totally agree. Also, when you want to have your birthday closer, you're younger. <laughs> I guess I'm, I don't know. Well, but, I think you're um, older, right? Yeah, you would be older. Anyway, math, math, math. But <laughs> if I was a leap year baby, you would not hear the end of it. Okay, so yeah. Maddie, if, if let's say so, I was born in 1998. Let me look up a full list of so 1990. Wait, was 1998 a leap year? I think 96 was a leap year. Screaming. I think you're right. 96. And then 2000. Yeah. Okay, fine. Wait. So I have heard – I was talking to someone at at my work, and they said that they knew someone whose birthday was leap day, and – they just would just save up and plan for four years and have like the most kick-ass, crazy birthday bash every four years. That's awesome. Because I was saying, I was like, oh, it would suck not being able to have your birthday, like your real birthday every year. And he was like, no, this person that I know goes all out, like insane. Everyone like is waiting for leap year so you can go to this person's birthday party. And I was like, wait, that's almost better because it's like, you can really be that person that's like, it's my birthday for a month because you really, I'm that person anyway, but (laughs) I feel like if you only get every four years- Everyone is all about it. Everyone is like, yes. yes, it's my year. I feel like it would be so sick the more that I think about it. So let's say for the sake of the argument that I was born in 1996 in the leap okay. year. How old, because I would never let anybody live this down. I would constantly say I'm the age of that I actually am every four years. So to count backwards, that would be from 2024 would be one, two, three, four, five, six. So you'd be celebrating this year, your seventh birthday, if you were born in 1996 with all the leap years. So that's great. But you'd actually be 30? 28. 28. Wow. Math is so hard for me. So leap year math, though. I got that. Figured that one out. Well, because it is leap day, leap year, we get an extra day of February, an extra day of Black History Month. So today we're going to highlight a lovely locker room lady, Jennifer 
King, who was just hired as an assistant coach with running backs for the Chicago Bears, making her the first black female coach in NFL history. Shout out to Jennifer King for that. Wow. That is a huge feat, a huge accomplishment. Insane. Also, this happened about a week and a half ago. So for this to fall during Black History Month makes it even more special. And she is no stranger to the NFL, Maddie. She's previously coached for the Commanders and the Panthers. And you might say, oh, you know, you hear the haters and I try to block them out. Haters will say, oh, how could a woman coach a sport if she's never played it? Well, guess what? She has, Maddie. She grew up in North Carolina and she attended college there as well. And she played basketball and softball. And after she graduated in 2006, she played for the Women's Football Alliance as a quarterback and a receiver for the (gasps) Carolina Phoenix for a little bit over 10 years. So she has 10 years of playing experience. So all the haters, please sit down. And then she went on to um, meet the Panthers coach at the time, Ron Rivera, and they... Wait, wait, rewind. So she played as a quarterback and a receiver for the Carolina Phoenix, and then she also played as a defensive back and a receiver for the New York Sharks, and then also as a safety for the DC Divas. Talk about versatility, okay. Wait, DC Divas? I'm into that type of team name. The Carolina Phoenix would throw me off. Like, I know the Phoenix that, yeah, no, I, as, like, a mythical creature, but I'm just thinking it would be in Arizona. And it's, Phoenix, Arizona. It's, like, throwing me off that it's not. But, I mean, yeah, that's, sharks, that's Divas, a question for the group. It. Phoenix, is it a city or is it a mythical creature? I just <laughs> love it. I mean, I just think in that. the context of, like, a sporting team, it's it's throwing me off. I feel like if you said someone's a phoenix, I would think the mythical creature. But in this context, the Carolina phoenix, it's just throwing me off. Maddie, if you roll back the tape, I was I was I was a little hesitant reading (laughs) the Carolina phoenix. But, you know, our UMTV days taught us well. Let's just read and get through it. Roll off the tongue. Exactly. But anyway, she I mean, what a person for her to uh come in contact with and Ron Rivera. And from there, she was able to form many, many connections. And she was hired by Carolina as an intern in 2018. So she spent a a few years there. And then she followed Rivera to uh, the commanders in 2020. And now she's in history. NFL Women's Forum, which correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that's around now. I think it is. I feel like it's around combine time, but let me check. NFL Women's Forum. Yes, it's at the Combine. Perfect timing, Charlotte, for this conversation. So that was about six years ago whenever she met him at the NFL Women's Forum. And six years later, look at her now. So incredible. I'm all about the networking. And I just love seeing more women on the sidelines. I was, for my job, I was doing a little thing for Women's History Month this week uh, ahead of Women's History Month, which is in March. And we were kind of talking to some women and I was speaking to a female lifeguard and she was talking about the perspective of a woman and having that nurturing side and kind of just looking Mm. at things for a different perspective. Like obviously men bring 
awesome things to the table, but in a male dominated field, sometimes it's, it's important to have a, a nurturing maternal kind of perspective that a lot of women are able to bring to the table that maybe a man wouldn't look at that situation the same way. So I love that. And it always brings me back totally. to that quote that we say all the time that, that Bruce Arians had said when we had him on the show about women, some of the best teachers he's ever had have been women. And I, I just love that. I think that that's such a good way to think about a coach in the NFL because at the end of the day, a coach is just like a teacher. Totally. And it's, it's women like Jennifer King who are showing young women that they can do it because they're somebody who has done it. And if somebody's done it before me, then I, it gives me even more confidence to go and do it because I know if you can do it, I can do it. If someone who shares common traits in being a woman, to me, I know that I can go out and do that. And another woman that we want to shout out, a lovely, lovely locker room lady, Pepper young woman. Pursley, young woman, very young woman. Pepper Pursley just published her very first book, Not To Anything. We spoke about it with her and we spoke with her back in the fall, Maddie. She was one of my favorite people in the industry who I've ever spoken to. She was adorable, but so adorable. well-spoken. And so inspiring. So inspiring. And you should absolutely run don't walk to the bookstore or I don't even know where you buy books now I haven't bought a book in so long you can get it you can get it on Amazon you can get it at Barnes and Noble I'm sure you can get it anywhere you buy books but I'm looking right now just a quick google search Barnes and Noble and Amazon have it available you can order it right now so shout out to Pepper I can't wait to get my copy I can't wait to read it I am so excited I'm literally going to order it when we get off this episode Maddie because I'm excited to dive into that so shout out and congratulations to Pepper yes okay speaking of female representation and how important it is and how we love seeing women on the sidelines something that's not as great happy news so last week I think right after we recorded last week's episode there was a tweet about EA Sports college football 25 video game and the confirmed personalities that would be shown in the game that would be featured and they have Chris Fowler, Kirk Herbstreet, Desmond Howard, Reese Davis, David Pollock, Kevin Connors, and Jesse Palmer as confirmed personalities to be featured in the video game and a lot of people were excited about that Makes but sense, right we see these guys every Saturday of course right but some people noticed that there was something missing for that list and that that what was missing from the list is a woman. There were no female broadcasters that have yet to be confirmed. I don't know if that's an official list that EA is like, that's the end all be all. That's the definitive list. Maybe they're going to add people. Maybe they haven't released everyone. Maybe there are some people that just haven't been revealed yet. But yeah. uh, Molly McGrath and Holly Rowe both kind of made a comment about this on Twitter. They said, where are the women? Holly posted, how about including some women 30 years on the college football sidelines? Because she's been, she's had a super long career and female broadcasters and sideline reporters are a huge part of the sport. So it would seem to be a huge oversight to leave them out of the game. I think that that would just be a big thing to not to not get fixed before the game gets released in my opinion but tremendous oversight that's a great word for it this woman holly Rowe. we've talked about her on the podcast before she's on the locker room lady wall of fame Mm -hmm. she has 30 years in the industry 
how could you leave her out? If I'm looking, no, I mean, not even not even Holly Roth specifically. I don't even think she was saying that as like a how come I'm not featured. I think she's just saying, hey, we we were here too. I mean, how yeah, do you look at that list? That list is like pretty long. What is it? It's yeah. seven people that I listed off. Like, can't even think. Like, when you watch a regular college football game, there's usually at least one woman in every broadcast, more yeah. often than not. So it's just like or a even shame. Maddie, whoever the sideline reporter is, that. like. Exactly. How, how do we not have a sideline reporter? Like when I think about a Saturday watching college game day, I think about the aerial, you know, the aerial shots of the stadium going down to Holly Rowe on the sideline. I want to hear what she has to say. I want to hear her little in-game, oh, this is what's happening. This is what's happening right here, right now on the sideline. Like I, I saw a thing online that Chris Fowler – had spent the last two years doing different recordings for different scenarios, uh, millions of different scenarios that you would come across in a football game. He said he spent like two weeks just saying touchdown Alabama or touchdown to the most random school ever that you could play in this game. And we don't have a sideline reporter and we don't have any women. How is that possible? I'm just Yeah, it's wild to me. I hope that that's something that they're able to – make right before the release of the game because it's a shame especially since like you're gonna go another year leaving that out it's just would be a huge shame in my opinion I hope that they're listening to all the women out there pointing this out and give the people what they want Maddie you talked about the combine when we were talking about Jennifer King that is coming up and it is we will talk about it next week but just a pop that's gonna happen we will discuss all the things next week. But speaking of, Maddie, speaking of cha- making changes, I wanted to talk about this. You brought it up, but I think that this is a good spot to talk about it because before we get into a fun segment, I think let's talk about this for a moment. The National Women's Soccer League and <gasps> Nike oh. are launching new kits ahead of the 2024 season, and they're doing a league-wide uniform reset. They're getting with the times. Yes. This news made me so happy because not only are they going to unveil this whole new line of of uniforms for all the teams and they're going to be really vibrant, really kind of encapsulate each city and each team, what they're all about, but they eliminated white shorts from the entire uniform lineup because players have been voicing their concerns regarding white shorts not being a forgiving color for that time of the month. They can show period stains. They're just not necessarily what you want to be wearing. I mean, we've all been there. You don't want to put on white pants when you're under period. That's absolutely not. That's like the complete thing you avoid. You just avoid it. You avoid it. Even if you know, like this is going to get so – if you're not interested in this conversation that you shouldn't even be listening to the podcast, but – even if I know nothing bad's going to happen, I still avoid white. Yeah. No white dresses, no. no white pants. We're not doing it. Anyone who's ever had a period before knows that feeling. Like you just, oh, yes. if you say or, it, like, or, oh, I can't, I can't wear white today. Everyone knows why. You just don't yes, want to. Yes. Or it's like the, have you ever done the, and you, if you know, you know, if listening at home, I'm going to just walk in front of you really quick and like. <laughs> yes. You know I mean? Imagine yes. having to think about that whenever While you're, you're on. Yeah, playing a professional sport that's the last thing you want to be self-conscious about I mean just it's crazy that that even so the whole reason that this came out is because 
last year, so actually almost exactly a year to the day, we talked about this on the podcast. Season 3, episode 112 of Locker Room Ladies came out March 9th, 2023. We discussed because the National Women's Soccer League, Orlando Pride, made the decision to ditch the white shorts. They said, we're not going to wear them anymore because we don't want to worry about period stains. We don't want to worry about being uncomfortable, being self-conscious during a game. That's not what it's about. It shouldn't be the focus, should not be on the uniform. It should be about our play on the field and feeling confident and feeling good about ourselves. And so they decided to kind of start that movement. And obviously, this was something that was not just unique to the Orlando Pride. Other women across the league felt this way and were vocal about it. And I think that's a huge step in the right direction that – the league and that Nike took that player feedback and took that seriously and decided, hey, let's make the change. Let's make these people feel comfortable in what they're going to be wearing. Because at the end of the day, if you feel good, you're going to perform better. And that's what it's all about. So I think that that's amazing. And whenever I saw that, I was like, wait, we talked about this. I'm so happy to see this change. Mm So had to bring it up because you heard it here first, maybe some of you last year, if you were listening back then. Um, But totally, totally huge step in the right direction but speaking of uniforms and being self-conscious about what you can see through them uh there is a lot of controversy it's kind of been a debacle the nike slash fanatics mlb uniform rollout which just happened in recent weeks the pants in those uniforms, the white ones are completely see-through. And when I listen, say completely see-through, like see-through. You can- Maddie, <laughs> you need, listen, you do not need to be a person who gets their period to say, you know what? Maybe white pants are not the <laughs> Maybe and we don't wear white pants. <laughs> but not even that. Just in the case of baseball pants, like I get it, okay? If if white, white pants necessarily might not be the issue for most players, but if you're going to wear white pants, you don't want them to be see-through. I mean, that's no. that's the thing with like any white clothing and you always have to be careful about what you wear underneath it. But in the case of a it's baseball see- player, they tuck in their shirts and you can totally see the out, the full see- outline of you the jersey. Post- pants. <laughs> You need to post the pictures of what it looks like. There's so not only can you see the outline of the shirt underneath those pants, but you can see the outline of some other stuff that I'm sure most people would rather have left up to the imagination because it is just like crazy revealing. And they were doing their little photo shoots they do before the season. And the focus was not on how nice their smiles looked. It was like, what the heck? Why are those uniforms see-through? See-through. It's giving... It's giving fast fashion. Yes. It's like just this like is cheap. Who made this? Who made this? Like this cannot be ethical. This Yeah. Is this so that Yeah, what? What are we doing? This So that's the thing. Players have been saying that it looks papery, like it looks like replica items. Like it looks like when you someone buys a knockoff jersey from God knows where on the internet it comes in and it's like, oh, you can tell that that's not a real jersey. It's not officially licensed. That's what it looks like, except for it is officially licensed. And this is what the players are actually wearing. It looks cheap. It looks like they swapped out a lot of the stuff that normally would be stitched and it's just paint now. Um, The letters are super small. Everyone's saying that kind of makes them look more like replica. The lettering Mm -hmm. on the back where their last Mm -hmm. names would go just doesn't look as official. 
And they were kind of defending it. The the uniform rollout, they were like, oh, it's about breathability. This is great breathable material. Okay, like, <laughs> breathability is fine, but we don't need, like, it to be see-through and mesh yeah. or whatever. It's, you gotta cover them, cover the players. And the Kansas City Royals actually asked if they could wear the older lettering on the back of their jerseys because they didn't like the way the small lettering looked like. And they were actually granted permission by Fanatics and the MLB. So good. good. It's yeah, it, it's giving fast fashion. But I don't think they, they can like change it. I think it's too late. The MLB season starts like in a few short weeks. So they're already in yeah. the spring chaining. I think they're locked into these, but I think it's just kind of crazy. Yeah, uh, it's I mean, just been listen, a complete disaster. We talked. We talked about. A, we talked a lot in the fall about the viewership that Taylor Swift brought to the NFL. The viewership that See Through Pants <laughs> is going to bring to the MLB is it might surpass. It might surpass the Taylor effect, Maddie. We will see. I watch oh, for other reasons, God. but listen, I don't know. Again, we just tell talked the, about how you don't the, want to be self-conscious. I'm sure the players feel self-conscious uh, about it. Well, I mean, I, we're going to have to ask them. <laughs> I, would, I would love to know. It just but looks Swift, bad, though. It looks cheap. It it's look, like... It looks bad. Almost looks like... I'm making a joke you, of it, but... Yeah. It almost looks like when you buy a Halloween costume and you know, like, they're just super cheaply made, even though Halloween costumes yes. are, like, crazy expensive. It's, like, $60 so for this thing for, that you're going to wear one time. But when you like get it, you know, that. like... It's super thin, and you. It's just and then you want to you want to keep it is like hard you, and rough. Yes, and you want to keep it because you spent so much money on it, but you're never gonna be Little Red Riding Hood ever again. So right, you just have this costume. But it just seems like you know, like it comes in the plastic bag, and yes, it's just no. It feels no. like plastic or paper. It doesn't feel like clothing. It's not like well made, and that's crazy because I feel like jerseys especially the ones that the players wear like that's the craziest part of all this this isn't just like the fan sales jerseys or whatever like game worn jerseys are looking just like painted and just not well made at all I mean that's not where you're gonna cut the costs I feel like that's not the move at all no 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 I I wonder if the jerseys that they sell now are going to like the official jerseys are going to be these breathable jerseys. It's weird. I would imagine. I mean, that they're probably even going to be. I can't imagine they're going to be less of a quality. But usually the the fan jerseys are not as high end. Like, yeah. usually you can buy an official jersey. But it's not necessarily stitched at every place where the official yeah. player jerseys are. But in this case, they already cut some of the stitching. So I don't know. It's just weird. They, they definitely do not look like official professional sports no. team uniform grade no items it's bizarre when you when you look at colleges like oregon oregon is so known for having these insane jerseys and these insane uniforms like they partner with nike and it's a big deal and why are the mlb players getting paid 700 million dollars over 10 years and they are wearing fast fashion i don't get it i'm sorry nike and fanatics it doesn't look good (laughs) yeah and the players are are not about it they're saying that they hate them that, that it just not not good all around not good so but at least 
Good things so far with the elimination of the white shorts for the women for soccer. That's good news. Large (laughs) step for womankind. Yeah, small step for mankind, large step for womankind. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) these are reparations that women have been paying for years. So we're excited to finally be on the the good uniform side (laughs) of history. (laughs) We're on the good. Wait, small step for man, large step for womankind. Is that what you said? Also, I just said that we're on, we've been paying reparations, and now we're finally on the good side of uniform history. So, this is great. I'll anyway, take, Maddie, take the small win, but. Let's, let's take the small win. Uh, let's also, because it's obviously a leap year day, happy February 29th, I would like to take a walk down memory lane, as we kind of have been. Four years ago today, a couple things happened. Well, let's set the scene, Maddie. It was 2020. It was pre-pandemic. Right before it got really bad, the Chiefs dynasty was just beginning, if they could see it now. And I want to look back on how far we've come. We talk about this every single week on the podcast, how far we've come and how much work we have left to do. But firstly, I want to just talk about the landscape of women's basketball it is so notably different than it was this four so years exciting. ago. Maddie, I was Googling and Googling for a, a quite a bit of time, longer than I'd like to admit, to find out the numbers of this. So I took some shortcuts. So four years ago at the WNBA playoffs in October, the Seattle Storm won. And the average ticket price for that tournament or that championship run was $47. Flash forward, insane. The average price on Sunday coming up, March, whatever that day is, the third, the average regular season NCAA women's basketball ticket is $557 for a very specific game of Caitlin Clark versus Ohio State. But we might call it the Caitlin Clark effect, but I call this, we're making progress. That is the most expensive. I loved that. That was such a mic drop. Such a mic drop. And it's all it's a huge credit to, I mean, women like we've talked about, Kelsey Plum and, and, and ladies that we talked about. All, like the whole last week's episode was all women's basketball. And, well, mostly women's basketball. It's like these, these are the freaking strides that we are ma- needed to be making. And I'm so happy it's happening, Maddie. I love that. I mean, I don't love that prices have gone up (laughs) that exponentially in the last four years. But in the case of women's sports, women's basketball, I will take it as a that's only a rise in the popularity. And we'll take that. We'll take the small win there. I mean, my bank account would love it if if that $47 was still was still the price. It's like how after Messi mania hit here in Miami. The inner Miami games are no longer affordable to go to. I used to go to the inner Miami games relatively frequently. Like that was my yeah, you would. That I was like a fun that. little Saturday night for my boyfriend and I. We would head over to the stadium, do a little tailgate, get watch a pint of beer, soccer, watch soccer, yeah. and it was a fun little fun little date night for us. And now it's like you're gonna shell out hundreds of dollars because Lionel Messi might play. So yeah, that was it's all about. It's all about uh, supply and demand, I guess, in this case. But totally. it is a really good sign that the sport is growing. And I feel like every week it's like we're hearing about these 
record-breaking games in terms of viewership, in terms of, of attendance for women's sports. And I just love hearing that. I think it's so important and so awesome. And I mean, everything is getting more expensive. We have to yeah. keep that in mind. But I think that that's, that's just like unheard of, especially for a collegiate sporting event, collegiate Crazy. basketball, just in general, not even just women's basketball, collegiate basketball in general, like outside of the tournament, like that's is crazy. Insane. Is that when is that game? That game, I believe it's on Sunday. Oh my gosh! So yeah, it's ahead of the NCAA tournament. Yeah, like tune in, that's everybody. Crazy. This is if you can't afford to go, I which I certainly won't be there. But <laughs> that's but, crazy. But I will be cheering on all the women, Maddie. Let's talk an- about another thing. So. Leap year obviously is happening right now. We're in the leap year. This is specifically the leap day. Mm-hmm. I was looking back into some teams that have won their national world champion title in a leap year. The Giants did it twice. They won the Super okay. Bowl in two different leap years in 2008 and 2012, both leap years. And it was in the Both against month. the Patriots? Both against the Patriots. So... These are things that Giants fans and loved ones in your family will continue to talk about for years to come, but (laughs) I wonder if it's a coincidence. If the Giants were to win this year, then it would be weirder, but... Well, the Chiefs have now done it then twice also. In a leap year, yeah. 2020 and 2024. Against the same opponent. Ooh, that's weird. Hold on, hold on. All right, we're getting somewhere here. okay, okay. Four years, okay. circle back on that and see what happens. Let's, let's totally do it. Also, here's another interesting thing. So in 1972, leap year. Okay. Hank Aaron became the first player to earn $200,000 in his annual salary. He signed a three-year deal with the Atlanta Braves. It was one of his best seasons ever. Obviously, now he's a Hall of Famer. And four years later, in February 2024, in this leap year, the highest paid MLB wait, player. Four years later. Oh wait, nineteen seventy-two, <laughs> Miss Ma'am. Four leap years later. Wait, I no, don't know why I said what? four years. Forty. <laughs> Forty-two <laughs> years. Like a lot of years. Wait, I did not mean to say that. Four. Fifty. Wait, is it fifty-two years? I w- I want a compilation of all the times that Charlotte has done like some crazy math. There was one th- time where you were like, "Yeah, she's had a streak of a hundred years straight," <laughs> um, and it was supposed to be like two years or something. Great. <laughs> Do you remember the one? I think it's in the bloopers episode this year or last year, or season three, I should say. And I'm like, yeah, Maddie, the if Las Vegas had a had a baseball team, like that's crazy to play 165 games in the in that heat. And you're like, no, they're not 165 home games. Like, where why did you say that? Okay, so since 1972, it's been um 52 years. So not four. I, don't know why I wrote that. I don't know. Four is I'm thinking leap <laughs> years. At first I was like, so four leap years. And then I was like, wait, that's not right either. I don't know where you got four. Anyway, <laughs> uh, now <laughs> reading it. Anyway. Many, many a leap year later <laughs> since leap then. Later. The highest played MLB player is now Shohei Otani. Yes. He's making With a Aang. lot more than Hank Aaron did. Quite a lot more money. 700 million dollars over a 10-year deal. Crazy. 
crazy. And then Maddie, as I was Googling and I was trying to find a needle in a haystack when a big event was staring me right in the face. What happens every single leap year, Maddie? The Summer Olympics. Except for the COVID leap year, right? Didn't it get moved? Yeah, the COVID year screwed a lot of things up. So doesn't count. This is our redo (laughs) year for COVID. (laughs) This is our COVID redo year. All right. Also, is that every presidential election? Will it also be on leap year? Yeah, it is. But presidential elections make me so anxious. I can't even. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Anyway, but well, it is, it we'll is take the Summer Olympics over a presidential <laughs> election any day. I work in sports. This is this is why we do this. But I, it is weird because when I was scrolling through all the TikToks of leap year things, people were saying, people were saying that this year is similar to obviously 2020 with the Chiefs and the 49ers. And it was the same presidential election as is coming up this year. So maybe things will be different or better. Or hopefully we have made progress in life. Hopefully this Um, year is better than 2020, Charlotte. What the heck? (laughs) 2020 was really painful and hard for so many, many people. Okay, yeah. This year is going to be better. Much better. better. Much better leap year. Anyway... If you're celebrating buy, your birthday. For next leap year, I'm going to buy Charlotte a calculator. <laughs> Why do I have to wait four more years? <laughs> I don't know, because your birthday and Christmas already passed. <laughs> <laughs> Mark your calendar, because I will put a reminder. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us on this lovely episode of Locker Room Ladies Thursday. And thank you for being so patient with my math skills, everybody. <laughs> See you next week. I swear. It's just not my forte. (laughs) See you next week.